Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to uh, Spoiler Season Dominaria. I forgot what set we were in. <laughs> I was like, what set are we doing? Dominaria. Spoiler Season mm. Dominaria, episode five. Thanks to our sponsors for their support. Flipside Gaming, you can find it at flipsidegaming.com and New England Comics, you can find online at NEC Coolidge on Facebook. So, Katie, today, today's an exciting day. We're going to go through and uh, go through the artifacts. You like artifacts? You like Affinity in Modern? Yeah, but usually in Standard, when you open a pack, you just sort of put the artifacts to the side and assume that you're playing zero to maybe one of them. <laughs> usually zero. Yeah, well... There are okay, some well, good like, artifacts. Manolith, you're like, oh yeah, I could use some color fixing because I'm not in green. Sure. And then maybe you pick that up. And once in a while, there's an equipment that is playable, bone splitter or something. Yep. Or or a train that overruns. Oh, do you remember that vehicle? I don't even remember what it's called because I, you know, might be shocked, but I don't play a ton of limited. What? Uh, the card, even though very, you know, I I I, I do okay in limited. I enjoy playing limited. It's just that I prefer constructed. You know. Um, so, what was I saying? The train? The it's train. the one that puts counters on itself when it attacks. Yeah, that's what I was that thinking was really of, too. Good. It was very good. Yeah. So, anyways. So, that you would run. But, anyways, yeah, let's <laughs> see if any of these artifacts are worthwhile in constructed or limited. Yes. We'll probably not speculate about, uh, Commander much. Do you want to take... Now, Katie, this, this first one is one of the most exciting cards in the set. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> seems... Okay. Yeah, I will take this one. Mox Amber. Yeah. This is zero mana for a legendary artifact. You can tap it to add one mana of any color among legendary creatures and planeswalkers you control. So, why are we excited? Oh my gosh. It's free mana rock. Okay. So, the Moxen, the Moxen, right? Original Moxen, we're all in the power nine. Mox Sapphire. Fire, Mox uh, Emeralds, Mox Ruby. Opal is in Affinity. Well, that's what it is. You, they keep printing like versions of Moxen, and like every time they do, they're busted, right? Mox Opal is like has been up for discussion for getting banned in Modern. No multiple, Affinity multiple Sorry. times because it's broken. Um, like free mana is really really good. Yeah, but you have to have a legendary creature or planeswalker right. for this to make any mana. Like, the cheapest planeswalkers are, like, three to four, and legendary. Actually, there's a lot of legendaries, but I don't know how many playable, and you have to have it early. So it's not yeah. like it's doing anything right away. Well. And it's only one mana. That's a damn... <laughs> yeah, Eldrazi Temple only makes one more mana than usual. Yeah, that, that gets out of hand real fast. Exactly. <laughs> think about, think about like, Affinity would have a lot of its most broken starts if it didn't have Mox Opal. Mm. Right? So, like, here's the thing. Like, you look at Mox Opal and you're like, need three artifacts. Oh, but that's so easy for Affinity. Right. Uh, yeah, you uh, see where we're going. I see where the <laughs> argument... <laughs> so there's a uh, the possibility of, um, well, I, I, okay. So there's the possibility of playing a deck that has a lot of legends. So people pointed out that uh, Kithian and Isamaru, I think I don't remember the exact name of the dog, the hound from Kamigawa. Okay. They're both a single white mana for a two one, or a, a okay. Isamaru might be like a two two or something, or a three three. I don't know, but they're both one mana. They're both white. Uh, so you and could legendary. and legendary. So it's possible that maybe you can play this in some kind of explosive, like white-based mono-white aggro deck. 
Yeah. Um, problem to me that separates that card from that separates it from like affinity and mox opal is the baggage that goes along with having legendary creatures like you right. can't play out you know in affinity you can play out at two ornithopters and that's fine mm-hmm. and this white weenie deck like you want a critical mass of legends but you want them to all have different names <laughs> which is really awkward uh yeah so it's kind of an interesting restriction Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about it in standard? I mean, again, I like, okay, there are a lot of legends in this set. Yeah, a ton. I have a really bad short-term memory, so I assume that the playable legends are mostly, like, a couple mana, like, yeah. not coming down first two turns, maybe turn three. That sounds early. We have a couple of cheap ones, though. We have, like, we have Brawl, um... You could even, I mean, this like it, it kind of scary to think about, but like, yeah, you could build like a storm with Mox Amber if you have Brawl, and then you have a free mana uh, would be broken. I just think it's too inconsistent. I yeah. think that like because they only hit run four Brawl or whatever. Um, but we have Brawl. We have um, Tetsuo, Tetsuko, Umizawa, Fugitive, which oh, is two yeah. mana. I think we have a couple of two mana legends. Uh, Heart of Kirin. Um, oh, that's legend. But, oh, oh, but, but it's, it's not usually a creature. Even if it is a creature. And it's not a color. Yeah, it does not a color. Um, but yeah, so I, I think the difference is in modern, I think you're looking to play this on turn one or like two and get that mana for the super fast acceleration. Mm-hmm. I think in standard, it looks a little different. And in standard, it's like plays a, a role more along the lines of a Llanowar Elves or like a, a two-man dork where like you're playing this on turn three or four and like ramping yourself by one up to mm-hmm. to something else um and it's not even fixing because it's already a color that you have presumably yeah yeah so it's a little bit awkward um but i mean i still think it's very good it's just it yeah i mean the, the i think it's the second most expensive card in the set right now wow um but that's because like Anything with the word mox in it is going to be <laughs> hyped and expensive because zero mana artifacts that make mana mm-hmm. are really, really good to have tended in the past to be very good. Um, and I think this has a lot of potential because a zero mana thing that does something like this is good. Yeah. It is also a legend, so itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, though, you know, Opal's a legend and who cares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see in standard. I'm, I'm a little bit more skeptical, but you're right. There are some good fairly cheap legendary creatures yeah, yeah so especially if and you can play this in like we talked a little bit yesterday about like a theoretical jeskai historians deck mm-hmm. that maybe this uh helps you to cast multiple spells in a turn um, yeah. and maybe pay for some extra like mishra self-replicator triggers or something like i don't know just being able to like double spell more quickly uh is a useful thing that an like engine based deck would want to do so. Yeah. That's Mox Amber. That's uh, one to keep your eye on. <clears throat> uh, next, we have the Weatherlight. Uh, so, Weatherlight is four mana, legendary artifact vehicle for a four five flying, crew three. Whenever Weatherlight deals combat damage to a player, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a historic card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And again, artifacts, legendaries, and sagas are historic. All right, so is this good enough to go in a historic engine deck? It triggers on cast. It is an artifact and legendary. 
and it helps you find more historic cards and it's a big big fatty yeah. flyer that's hard to kill i think i think like the fact that if you have this historic deck like i think maybe you consider like one to two of these and that is it approximately the only deck i would play this in mm. uh because otherwise in standard like how could you play this over sky sovereign it's like, one mana cheaper but like <laughs> sky sovereign etb shoots something uh it's a six five and whenever it swings it shoots something uh it's sky sovereign is just so much stronger than this card um so i think it would the only thing at place i could see it would be in a like heavy historic engine based deck um but it also has the issue of like you know those kinds of decks tend to like like to go long um and this card hits them a couple times and they die so i don't know like how, how much value is it going to provide to you if it just kills them right if it's already getting through you're winning that yeah, way yeah so it's a that's a little weird whereas like sky sovereign helps you get through in the first place sky sovereign shoots stuff down um and and can allow you to get through and it also hits a lot faster this is like kind of a weaker clock um Though on the plus side, you know, it does block Glorybringer. It does block uh, Rekindling Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't block Hazoret. Nope. Or but it will it will trigger Historic if you have that engine up somewhere on yeah. your board. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's Weatherlight. Next we have Gilded Lotus. Reprint. Hmm. Oh, it's a reprint. I yeah. was going to say, are people going crazy? Because it has <laughs> the word Lotus, you know. Yeah, Lotus. People go crazy over Lotus. Have you heard too. of Black Lotus? It's actually a pretty famous card in Magic's history. Oh, is it? Tell yeah. me, what does it do, Katie? Um, It's black for a Lotus, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah, oh. it's like a zero one Lotus plant. Interesting. A lot of Magic fans are probably screaming in pain right now so anyways pretty different from that gilded lotus is Mm. five mana for an artifact that you can tap to add three mana of any one color yeah to be fair like you going back to dominaria gotta have a mox gotta have a lotus like you just have to (laughs) yeah and a history set come on um that's cool yeah what do you think so so you can tap it the turn it comes down so you pay five but it's sort of like you're paying two you just can't do that until turn five yeah um it's uh, so it has pros and cons, right? Like the best thing to compare it to right now in standard, I think, is our uh, hour of promise. Promise, thank you. I couldn't Green think one. of the word. Yeah, where hour of promise also costs five mana. It only ramps you by two, and it ramps you in a way that doesn't allow you to use the mana that turn. Mm. Uh, but it can get you any land, which means it can be used to get utility lands like deserts or Arch of Araska. Right. Um, and it also can produce two bodies, two zombies. This card. As you said, can be used right away. It can get you any color. That color can change from turn to turn. Yeah. Um, also, Gilded Lotus can be interacted with. It can be blown up, whereas Hour of Promise mm. cannot. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so it, I think it depends a little bit on what you want to do. If you really are looking to play a long, grindy game and get value out of your lands, uh, or just get like a you know a one-shot ramp thing and you're happy with jumping from uh, like five on turn five to... or realistic if you have other ram cards five on turn four to like eight uh, on turn five or six i think you would go for our promise um if you um have a historic theme sure if you have a story thing or you just want to generate like a lot of mana like pretty quickly 
um, and you're not so interested. You're more interested in like double spelling than you are in like grinding and like ramping mm. and playing like a big threat. I think that tends to be where you're happier to have Gilded Lotus because of what you said, where you can activate it the turn it comes down. Yeah. Well, I mean, so the thing about Hour of Promise though is like the turn it comes down, you're still not doing like nothing that turn, right? Because you get presumably two zombies. Sure, but you're only casting one spell. Yeah. Right. I feel like a deck that wants to like go off wants to have Gilded Lotus, whereas a deck that wants to grind and delay until and, they can get yeah. to their big thing. Like that's why like our promise, right? We've seen it in uh, ramp decks because mm-hmm. it can provide some like chump blockers and buy you a turn or two to get to the big thing to cast something huge. Um, and in the black green control decks, um, and I th- I think. Uh, like lost my train of thought. Oh, I think the biggest thing that's like been an issue for ramp decks is they don't have anything to ramp to. No, like we'll, we were spoiled with Ulamog and Emrakul and Eldrazi. <laughs> spoiled? Um, I don't call that spoiled. Yeah, I call it, it was pretty terrible. Ruined. But um, uh, uh but you know, it, like even though like those decks were not to like kind of derail, but Ulamog as a ramp target was way fairer than as a like I have bad yeah. taste because of Marvel. I know. But as a it ramp, was, like was it was problem. you know it was okay. Yeah. Um. And now we don't really have great things. Like, I don't think that the Elder Dinos are fantastic. Um, I actually think Daragaz is, like, reasonable, but I'm not sure I'm Which willing. Which Daragaz? The 7-7. Oh, the seven di- uh, uh, flying dragon. dragon with trample. And, oh, Ace, that, that yeah. guy's cool. But I, I don't think that it's fantastic as, like, that's what your deck is trying to ramp to. You need you need some more ramp threats than, like, just one card, right? So um, I, don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but... Uh, uh, oh yeah, we've seen, we've seen our promise there, but like we don't have any ramp targets, so that's not super an option. Mm. And we've seen our promise in the black and control decks where it's been good, very good in fact. Um, Gilded Lotus, I think, is a different style of ramp. Um, and also note, like because it can produce any color, but it's only one color, so uh. casting like Daragaz might be a little bit awkward. Whereas our promise can help you to do that. Mm. So it really it, it like comes down to if you know what threat you're trying to ramp out and you're playing a ramp deck. Does the extra one mana matter? Because if not, yeah, I'm playing Hour of Promise every time. Um, and then is there some kind of engine deck that wants to cast multiple spells in the same turn? If so, Gilded Lotus seems to be more where you want to go, especially if it cares about Historic. Cool. Yeah, That's my, my evaluation on uh, Gilded Lotus. Nice. Next card is Forebear's Blade. This is three mana, equipment. Equip three. Equipped creature gets plus three plus O and has vigilance and trample. Whenever equipped creature dies, attach four bears blade to target creature you control. Oh, so you only have to equip it once. Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, unless they kill it in response to... They kill the targeted oh, creature sure. in response to the trigger. Um, Usually only have to equip it once. Yeah, oftentimes you just do it once. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Well... Usually I see equipment and write the card off as unplayable. Yeah. I do write it off as unplayable for yeah, they, 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 have, they have a hard time. They go from, like, the swords <laughs> to, like, a lot of bad equipment. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you equipment. remember Hot Soup? Hot, Hot soup. soup. I do. I do. It's great equipment. Yeah. Anyways. Um, love it and limited. This card is, I think, really, really strong and limited. Yeah. It just ought to, like automatically attaches to something else and it yeah 
it's I think this card is really strong, really, really strong and limited. Yeah. Uh, if you have this, you should be playing it. Yeah. I mean, it is expensive, but it, yeah, the upside is so high. It goes in every deck. like Right. That's the beauty of artifacts. That's why they have to be so careful when mm-hmm. they print colorless. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the, I wouldn't be completely blown away if this saw, like, a very small amount of niche play in standard. Like in where? I don't know. Why? I just, just think that I just think like the the cost isn't obscenely high. Like I I think it's unlikely to see play in standard. I first okay. I'm, I'm like, but I think that the power level is high enough, uh, and the costs both casting and equip, and the fact that you only equip it once, uh, the costs are low enough that I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that this card could see play in standard. All right, I, I pretty much disagree. I think it's out of the realm of possibility. Why? Because I'm not sure why you would play this in standard. Like, if you are playing a deck that, I don't know, needs to get through and needs trample, like, play an instant that gives you trample for a turn, and that'll be your win. Or, or play creatures that naturally have trample. So it's not a perfect match. But, like, in a format such as the Collective Company format, okay, where boards became clogged and yep. nobody could do anything so people started writing the angel that tapped all your opponent's creatures oh yeah that was great um in that style of deck i could see like four bears blade where we don't have the angel as an option four blade bears blade as a way to make the game progress because if you stick it on a creature attack with that creature they're gonna have to block you're gonna get some damage through it goes to some other creature and, like, you're not falling behind on board because you're killing stuff and you're also killing them slowly. Like, it feels like a reasonable way to, I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't I, I don't think it's going to see play in standard. I agree yeah. with you. Uh, but I think that, like, it's not impossible uh, to see play in standard. All right. I think it's pretty close to impossible. I think okay. in almost every situation there's probably a better option. That's I, I think that's probably what it will hold it back is, like, we just have better options. Um, yeah. Not that the card itself is is flawed in some way. Yeah. Um, All right. So next up is Juggernaut. This no. is four mana for a five three Juggernaut. Classic <laughs> reprint here. This is an artifact creature, and it attacks each, each combat if able. Can't be blocked by walls. Yeah. Snazzy. It used to be that uh, Defender wasn't a thing, and everything with Defender actually was just a wall. And the rules text was walls can't attack. Um, and they then updated it and turned walls into defender, uh, but like Juggernaut still has the same text. So it used oh, to be. Oh, this is an old card. Is a very yeah. I was it's like, a very old what card. does this mean? Yeah. So the reason it can't be blocked by walls is because of that. Because of that, like rules change. And so stuff. can it be blocked by things with defender? Yep. Well, that's pathetic. Yep. So when they <laughs> updated that, uh, basically, like um, they didn't update the text on this card. No, it still mechanically works. It can't be blocked by walls. Yeah, but it gets walls worse. Walls is uh, Yeah. <laughs> but it allows you to do more stuff with um, things that aren't quite walls but shouldn't be attacking. That could be defended. Sure, right? sure. Uh, but yeah, the card is, uh, this card is like very good um, in limited. We've seen it in, I forget which, it was in the Masters format recently, I you think. You really think it's very good? It's... It's a 5-3. It dies to everything. Yeah, for four mana... Um, yeah. it's, it's been, like, I, I, I shouldn't say it's very good. I mean, it'll it's swing good. once and trade. No, sometimes it swings more than once, and therefore it's into jumping. 
mm. uh, multiple times. I guess I'm used to playing green decks where like three toughness does not look like a lot. If you can also like, but if you can also stick something on this. Oh um, yeah, if you could like, stick something on this, that's gross. Yeah, like I, I, you could, or like one pump spell per turn. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've seen the card. Like, yes, sometimes you play it and you're like super disappointed because it attacks and just dies. Mm-hmm. But I have seen it like kill people. Yeah, because it, it just it's hits really hard for four mana. Okay, four mana for a five three is so like. So if it's good. in your pool, how hard are you trying to fit it in your deck, or is it just like a eh? I have an extra creature slot. No, I, I would, if I'm aggressive, if I'm looking to attack, I'm actively looking to put this in my deck mm. because four mana for five power is a great rate. Um, if I am not aggressive, I'm probably, if I'm like controlling or grinding, I don't probably want this. And if I'm in between, uh, then I would consider playing this uh, probably relatively highly. I wish we had Min here. He could probably tell us. What yeah. the correct answer is, but that's we how I would do. Limited Aggressive, highly rated. Uh, if I'm in between, I would probably run it. And if I'm uh, not looking to like attack, I would probably, I would definitely not run it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you're looking to attack. I don't know how else you win games of limited. Ah, uh, mill. Mm. I'm, I've milled people. <laughs> yes. You I have. put in. Uh, what was it? In oh no, that wasn't technically mill. That was a. Uh, uh, it was like in cons or dragons. I think I did mill someone once, but I had a deck that just had a bunch of kill spells, counter magic, and walls, and I had one Pearl Lake Ancient. So I'd flash <laughs> in Pearl Lake Ancient and then hit them like, you know, three times and they'd die. It was great. Uh, so next we have Blood Tallow Candle. This is one mana artifact, six tap, sacrifice Blood ca- Tallow Candle, target creature gets minus five, minus five until end of turn. What do you think? I like it. Me too. It's a kill spell that fits in any deck. Uh, you know, yeah, I like it. It it can trigger historic. Um, yeah, no, I I just like it. Yeah, I think in a format where like artifacts are relevant and you want to be able to maybe cast an artifact early, like cool, and then it will sit there until you want to activate it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like it's expensive, but it is going to kill most things and the fact that you can play this in any deck is what like if you're playing black or red you, you probably, probably have better stuff yeah but if you're in like mono green and you would like some kind of <laughs> removal spell yeah run blood tail candle like run one of them totally yeah next we have skittering surveyor this is three mana for a one three artifact creature construct when skittering surveyor enters the battlefield you may search your library for a basic land card reveal it put it into your hand then shuffle your library. Look at that. Look at that. So three mana for one three plus get a basic one, land. Two, one, two. One, two. One, two. One, yeah. two. Yeah. Do you like it? Uh, I, I like mean, it. I would play it in limited. Yeah, I like it in limited. Yeah, mostly. Well, why why would, why would you play it in limited? These effects at three mana have always been like quite reasonable. These the, effects being getting Yeah, ETB, color. get a land, yeah. and put it in your hand has been quite... Like, it's like a bad Nissa, right? A bad, uh... A Nissa... Nissa? <laughs> the flippy Nissa. That was a creature. Oh, yeah, I liked her. Uh, which was a version of, like, what is it? Woods? Wood elves? Or something? Um, like, that effect has always been fine. It's a 1-2, which is not great. Um, but, like, it will chump. It will chump. Um, it will get you colors, which may matter if you are trying to be greedy. Yep. Or if you're playing all these red, 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 and you need triple of a color... 
yep. might help with that. It's, and it feels like a format where you're going to have a reasonable amount of multicolor. And, like, I, I'm not, I'm not like, wouldn't play, pick this super highly or anything. But, like, if you're looking to fix your mana a little bit, Skittering Surveyor is, like, a very reasonable option. Uh, yeah. The fact that you get to put out, you're paying three mana to put a land in your hand and, like, get a one-two to mm-hmm. block. And, and you should definitely see them because they're at common. They're at common. All right, now, can I just... Because this is bothering me. So the the, the set symbol mm. is mostly white. Yeah. Usually it's yeah. mostly black, right? Yeah. Like this is kind of backwards? Yeah. Okay, it's I'm not white, crazy. And then uncommon is silver. Yeah. And rare and mythic are Because they did tell. the outline in black. Mm-hmm. And usually they leave empty space. It's just to me, every time I look at a common card, my gut says it's uncommon. Yeah, it almost looks silver. Yeah, and I have to remind myself, especially on artifacts, I think it's un- it's uncommon. And I have to remind mm. myself that white is common. Yeah. So, uh, what what is the set symbol? What do, what does it mean mean? Oh, it's um. I need I need justification oh, no. for this weird it's, design decision. I, I think it's the a shield of uh the like church. Yeah, it's like a, I think it's the shield with the insignia of the uh, Church of Sarah. I Sarah think Angel? Maybe. I might be wrong. Yeah, not Sarah Angel. Sarah, the planeswalker, oh. who is dead, and her realm is gone. But maybe not. <laughs> uh, and, like, whose angels still protect Dominaria and stuff. Uh. But I, I could be wrong about that. Um, a lot of people were saying uh, that it looked like a sliver head, the head of a sliver. <laughs> and people were like, ding, Confirmed. like, the slivers are coming back. So Yeah, I'm sure people loved that. Yeah, yeah. While um, they could believe it was true. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 that's what I thought I heard somewhere. I could be wrong on that. But, yeah. Well, anyways, yeah, it is confusing, but I will uh, grow to accept it. Good, good. Yes. Next we have Blackblade Reforged. Two mana, legendary artifact. Equip legendary creature for three, or just equip seven. Seven? Uh, yeah. Equip creature gets plus one, plus one for each land you control. Seems bad. Well, let me fill you in a little bit. Please. Blackblade uh, is used to be uh, used by a planeswalker. I think it's a planeswalker named Dakin. Who liked um, land. And Dakin, no, Dakin like slayed an elder dragon with it. Oh. Yeah, because the sword is uh, forged from this black stuff that uh, when you kill Hence someone, Blackblade. it eats their. Yeah, that's why it's called Blackblade. Uh, it eats their soul. Um, so he used it, I think, to kill one of the Elder Dragons. Mm. And in the flavor text, which is it spilled the blood of one Elder Dragon, in Gideon's hand it may yet taste another's. So it sounds mm. like this is the weapon that they want to try to kill Bolas with. Um, it, it's very powerful. Uh, the flavor text clearly indicates that like it wants to be equipped to a legendary creature. Like Realistically, like, yeah, in Limited there will be games where you pay oh. equip seven. But honestly, like this Will is. Will there? Will you run this? <laughs> no. It's. I, I think the the equip legendary creature for three and equip for seven is like almost a flavor text thing that's telling you the story of this yeah. card and saying like legendary creatures should be the ones that can actually wield blackblade. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, on the upside, if you equip seven, presumably it's plus seven plus seven. Yeah. I, I mean, mean games your go creature long, like... is still just vanilla but you know in limited there aren't that many removal spells so also for like for commander like this is obviously 
you could play this in Commander. Commander games go very long. People have lots of lands. And hey, your Commander happens to be a legendary creature. So uh, this is a pretty reasonable rate. I didn't expect any artifacts to care about Commander. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, what do you think your standard? Uh, I'm not, not buying it. Yeah, I'm a little skeptical. All it does is buff. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't give it any, like, abilities. No evasion, um, no evasion. Yep. Once again, I, I the only place I can think of it seeing play is in this hypothetical, and, like, it's a stretch here. Like, I don't even know if it would. But this hypothetical... Historic Matters. Historic Matters deck. I don't even like it there. Where you play it, and then every turn you pay three and attack with, like, a 10-10 and force them to jump every single time. But... Yeah. I don't love it. Like, it's just... I've, you want to be doing... you have better things to yeah, do you in you just want to be doing some more powerful things. Such as using Mishra's Self-Replicator, which what is... What does that do? Five mana for a 2-2 artifact creature. It's an assembly worker. Hey, we've seen those. Yeah. Usually they get themselves. You or, can fetch it off uh, Self-Assembler. Oh, yeah. Which is an assembly worker. Um, whenever you cast a historic spell, you may pay one. If you do, create a token that's a copy of Mishra's Self-Replicator. I thought we read this the other day. No, I, I talked to you about this afterwards, uh. after the podcast. Uh, so this is one of the engines we talked about for the Historic deck. Because if you get going with this, I think it's very hard to lose. Uh, so the other engine deck that I keep comparing it to is um, Constellation. Mm. Because Constellation uh, you know, had... What was it the angel spammer throne of something throne of uh a turn uh <laughs> yeah the throne. this is so embarrassing that i can't enchantment think of it. yeah uh it's, it's eternal um throne of i am I'm, I'm gonna figure this out because throne of flying stuff. it's bothering me uh, green white constellation flying, flying, fly, fly. sigil of the empty throne wow we were not there no not really uh, we got thrown, and that was about it. <laughs> so, Sigil of the Empty Throne, right? Whenever you cast a spell, you made a 4-4. Four, four. Uh-huh. This, and that went... That th- that card could end games really quickly. Mishra's Self-Replicator... because yeah, it was a 4-4 four, four flying angel. Yes. And you got, like, seven of them a turn. Um, Mishra's Self-Replicator is not going to end the game as quickly, but it's going to win you the game if you can stick it and cast a spell. Because if you stick this and you cast another spell and you pay one, you get a copy of Self-Replicator, which means if they kill one, it doesn't matter because you still have one that whenever you cast a spell, you can pay one and create a copy. So then what it turns into is every time you cast a historic spell, basically all your historic spells have, when you cast a spell, you may pay X. If you do, create X, two twos with this ability. And that's crazy. Um, So the power level of the card is super high. The cost is also is really also high. very high. I so I wouldn't compare this as much to Constellation as to the engine that could not in Kaladesh when we had the um, what's it called the there was something where you make a servo for one mana and there's another artifact where like when you oh. sack a servo well that was a three a card combo yeah but at least all the pieces were cheap like. This is a one card, but this is five mana, so you have to wait till the next turn, and then you have to have a historic spell to cast. No, you don't have to wait till the next turn. That like this deck that we're talking about is the deck that wants to cast a whole bunch of spells and wants like 
some fast mana early on. So you want to be able to, you only play this card if you can play it and then immediately cast another spell and, and pay one to make a copy. So like ideally you play self-replicator and then like you have one mana left over, you play Mox Amber, you pay one and you get another one. And now it has, they need two removal spells to deal with this card because if you untap, you're not going to lose. Uh, and also this is going to be alongside like Joyra, when, which is drawing you historic spells and the other thing that reduces your historic spells cost. But overall... I'm a, I agree that the problem with this hypothetical deck is that all of the pieces of it seem to be four or, <laughs> or five, five mana. mana. Yeah, because so if you look back at Constellation, uh, Constellation wasn't that different, honestly. Constellation, uh, the engines were Eidolon of Blossoms, which was four mana. Doomwake Giant, which was five mana. Starfield was five mana. Sigil was five mana. Huh. Uh, but the key card that made the deck playable... Silkrath. No, no. I mean, Silk Wrap is very important, especially in that metagame. The key card was Herald of the Pantheon, uh, which was which printed in was Origins. That? The deck wasn't super competitive until it was printed in Origins. Herald of the Pantheon was the two mana 2 2 that reduced your enchantments oh, by one. Oh, yeah. No, we don't have that. Right. And that's the problem. Is like Because the reducer in Historic is also four mana. Yeah. So, okay, Constellation had like, I don't know, you always ran four Eidolon and like four Doom Wakes. So that was eight. Uh, and then you ran like two Starfield and three Sigil, so you're up to like 13, and then four uh, Heralds, so then you're up to like 18. Oh wait, did I say 13? Eight, five, yeah, 13. So you're up to 17. So you have like 17 engine slots, right? And then the rest of the deck was just cards that satisfied the condition of they were enchantments. Right. Um, So if you want to build something similar, like you could, but the best starts of the deck were when you could cast Herald and then immediately start double spelling, right? Because right. this historic deck wants to double spell. So, yeah. And also you are going to need artifacts and legends and these things that you want to be casting. Like, the interesting thing about the enchantment deck was that you had uh, removal spells that were enchantments. So that way you could protect right. everything. Here, you don't have artifacts that are removal spells. Uh, you don't have, like, don't legends we? that ETB and kill something. Um, and furthermore, the, the deck really got went humming... When you could have multiple Doom Wakes and you had multiple Eidolons and every spell you did did multiple things. Which is exactly the opposite right, of, of legends. legends. So, like, the deck is sabotaging itself on, like, multiple angles. Um, so, I really want it to be a deck because I, I want to play Constellation again and the deck is just Constellation. Um, but I'm I'm a little skeptical. Or a lot skeptical. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to play it. Like, yeah, it's not going to work out. Uh, I, we have to look through, too, and see if we can find some old legends. Because it's, it's the deck also that would want Mox Amber and might also want um, uh, the Lotus, Gilded Lotus. Gilded Lotus. Well. Yeah, I agree that yeah. it would probably want Gilded uh, Lotus. But definitely, I think you want four Mox Amber. And we'd be, you'd probably be looking for, like, and if you can run as your artifacts some equipment, then, like, you have a shot because you have SRAM, and SRAM reduces equipment by one. So you do have a two-mana lord, and SRAM is a legend that turns on Mox Amber. So, like, there are pieces. Uh, okay. It also might be like Constellation in that we won't have the pieces until the next set, uh, or until the last set before Dominaria rotates. Uh, and they might print a card with that that says, Green 1, instant. Destroy all legendary creatures and all artifacts and all sagas. Because Back to Nature was a thing. <laughs> and that was mean of Wizards to print. And yeah. Constellation didn't need that. 
Anyways, um, this is, the, this is the deck I'm most excited. That's why I'm talking about this so much because, like, I think these cards are really cool, and it's the deck that I'm most excited about uh, for standard because we haven't had a deck like that in a long time since Constellation. Yeah. So I would like to see that deck come back. How many historic spells do you think you need in a limited deck to make this playable and limited? Oh. Because let's just say a five mana 2-2 two, two is not good, well, the even pro- in limited. Yeah, sure. I think the problem with this card in limited is like in standard, uh, in constructed, you've built your deck around it and you're going to make sure that you have like stuff that replaces itself so that when you cast this, you actually, and you're probably casting it ahead of schedule, and you have cards in hand to use. But in limited, if you play your five drop, you maybe have a spell or two left in your hand, right? And then, like, this card becomes a lot less explosive because you're casting one spell a turn, and you're top decking, and you might not be top decking historic spells. So, like, it becomes very underwhelming. Um, I think, I don't know what the right number is. I would want to play, like, because the five, yeah, it's just a five minute two two. I just so might, bad. I might not play any in limited. I might be pretty disappointed if this is my rare. Unless you have, like, a ton of support for it. Yeah, but even then, it's a five mana two two. It's a five mana two two. Unless you, like, draft <laughs> like, the standard deck. Your green opponent is going to play the, the three mana five four, and you're going to be like, oh man, I need two <laughs> five mana two twos to trade. <laughs> They're going to, like, just magma spray your five mana creature <laughs> for one like, mana. That was great on turn six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so bad. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty bad. It's, it's just real bad. small. The other thing is. I yeah. just, I'm still skeptical about it as an engine for standard because, like, so the idea is, like, oh, this will go wide and, like, they can never kill it, but, like, just play a token strategy because they're going to go wide faster. No, but, like... And they all pump, so they're going to be bigger than tutus. No, this goes wider faster than tokens does if you get your engine humming. And also, whereas tokens attacks from one angle, this deck would be attacking from multiples because you're getting to... Cost reduce all your stuff, so you're casting multiple spells a turn. You're getting to draw a card every time you do something. Like you have these cards that care about legends and historics. Like, and then you're also making a bunch of two twos. Uh, it's just that like the tokens deck doesn't have the kind of. And it's funny because actually the current tokens deck is a little bit different in that tokens decks don't typically have like the kind of crazy card advantage that this engine deck would have. But it does have scry with hidden stockpile right. and actually with. Uh, uh, what is it? There's like a card that lets you sack creatures and draw a card um, that I don't think tokens would realistically play, but like it has access to cards that let you draw cards. But this engine deck would naturally be drawing many cards. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I, so I, I think it would be good, good in there. All right, next up is Shield of the Realms. This is two mana artifact equipment. If a source would deal damage to equip creature, prevent two of that damage. Cost one to equip. It's just like it's. I don't. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I mean, all it does is maybe save your creature from dying in combat, and either it becomes a good blocker, or potentially there's a couple more creatures it could trade with. Okay, maybe. Let me think. Let me think. Maybe we're evaluating this wrong. Maybe. Okay. Maybe this is actually reasonable as like a one of in your deck, because it does make it so that your creatures become irritating and like your opponent is forced to make bad blocks to kill your creatures 
Like they can't just block, like if you have a, a 2-2, two -two, they can't just block with a 3-2, right? They have to block with a 3-2 and something else. And then it gives you the option of which creature you want to kill. Mm. So I think the card looks very underwhelming, but it's super, super cheap. Um, and it, it might just be that like until you see it in action. I mean, so this wouldn't be that different if it just read uh, equip creature has plus O plus 2. Yeah. Would you play that? I don't think so. Yeah, so I don't think this is good. Well, I'm just trying to think of scenarios where it might be good. I, I'm just trying to think of where all of these cards might be good, right? Okay, but sometimes they're I, just bad. I tried really hard. <laughs> when we were looking at, jo uh, at Jaya, I was trying. Dude, um, I've named so many jacks for Jaya. <laughs> Jaya's you have tried hard with me with everything. Jaya specifically, yes. yes. Uh, the one different though is a... Yeah, never mind. Go on. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. Wait, 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 it is if a source would deal damage. So if they double block, mm -hmm. it prevents two from each source. Oh, that's true. Never mind. Okay, so that is a little See, bit better. what I was saying is just makes it like your creatures are annoying. Like it makes yeah. it really irritating to try to kill your creature. Okay, so yeah, it, mm -hmm. it is better than plus O okay. plus two. Okay, there we go. See? See? Still don't know that I would run it. No, I can't. A pre-release. I'm going to throw one of these in my deck. Don't. And I'm going to play against you in a Norman Norman Bowl. And we're going to see we're going to see who comes out on top. Me. Well, I need past. a win in the Norman Bowl. In the past. What's the Norman Bowl at? Is it? All right. So next yeah, up like is Power four, Stone. Two, four, one. Uh, I have at least two. Oh, Excuse okay. Me. Four, two. Four, two, me. Yeah. That's just for this year. Like, yeah, usually yeah. I beat you all the time. True. Also, you're still on the board in standard for the How? NSC Invitational. Like, you're 15. The highest is, like, 22. Dude. So, you should... Get back on that. <laughs> yeah, tell my school that. <laughs> uh, next up, Power Stone Shard. Three mana artifact. You can tap, add colorless for each artifact you control named Power Stone Shard. Yeah. This is nuts. If you, you have four, this is 16 mana. Right? If you have four each shards, one each adds one adds four. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. That's nifty. Um, I think the card is super cool. Uh, like, it's too so, bad it's only colorless. I don't think it matters. I think that like, so for like just base value, as a three mana mana rock, it's fine. Like people will sometimes play this in their limited decks because they want to accelerate big threats out a little bit faster than normal. Cool. Um, but like, if you can find a way to reliably set up multiples of these, like if you, for example. Uh, right now in standard, we have Trophy Mage, which can oh, fetch yeah. you a three Get mana. Get a three mana. This is mm -hmm. three mana. So you play a three mana artifact. You play a Power Stone Shard, play Trophy Mage, get Power Stone Shard, play Power... Now you have four mana. Okay. Now you put uh, Mechanized Production on it. Well, you could. Then you get another one every turn. But, like, honestly, if you just have two of these, four mana is, is like, pretty good. Like, now you have this... Each of your mana rocks is... Three mana, make two. And that's much more powerful. Uh, that's close. Like Then um, it's like Hedron Archive, right? It was four mana, tap to make two, sure. I think. Yeah, it did. Um, and then once you have three of them, like it, 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 it seems powerful. The question is just, again, one, how do you assemble this in a constructed format? Two, is it worth trying to assemble this in a constructed format over using traditional ramp? And three... Is there even uh, what anything are you to ramp to? to? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Walking Ballista is actually like very reasonable for this card in, in particular. Oh, yeah. 
Ballista. Just because, like, with just the shards, you're playing an 8-8, and you, that's, like, 8 damage. Uh, but yeah. maybe you want to play, maybe if you have a legend, you play uh, Jaya's Immolating Inferno. <gasps> See? Yeah, and then you tick up Jaya to use it as well. Yeah, and, uh, and that yeah. adds 3 mana. Yeah. And she's a legend, so, so then powerful. you can cast it. Yeah. But I do think Power Stone Shard is cool. Uh, it's, like, a neat artifact take on cards uh, like Accumulated Knowledge. Um, which care about like how many of them you have in your graveyard. Uh, so it's a it's a definitely a cool design. Very simple, elegant. I like it. Cool. Next we have Sorcerer's Wand. This is one mana, artifact, equipment. Uh, equip three. Equipped creature has tap. This creature deals one damage to target player or planeswalker. If this creature is a wizard, it deals two damage to that player or planeswalker instead. You're a wizard, Harry. That's right. If you're a wizard, Harry, uh, apparently your wizard uh, wand only shoots out shocks. It shocks people. You just go, bzz, bzz. I mean, so it's funny because I look at this and I'm like, it's terrible. But sometimes in Limited, if you just have a Nettle Drone Sentinel Mm -hmm. or a Rigging Runner, was that the Pirate, the Zero Five, that you could just tap every turn and ping? Sometimes that uh, gets not there. reading runner, but I know the card you're talking about. Yeah, um, pingers are, are always a little underrated and always end up being like pretty good, especially if the format is grindy. Right, definitely. And if you're like a slower deck, you've got some good, you know, removals, some walls, mm-hmm. and if you have a wizard, two damage a turn is a little bit yeah, more of a I think clock. In a I think this could add up in a normal deck. I think it's underwhelming because pingers are fine, especially also when the pinger is blocking. Yeah. Um, but in a wizard deck, th- like this is actually a real clock that every turn you get to shoot someone for two damage. And if you have extra mana, you could move it from wizard to wizard. Yeah. Shoot for two, That's shoot a for great two. Point. Yeah. I so, mean, if you have nothing to do with no, the absolutely, game, you have a absolutely. bunch of wizards. Um, so I think in a wizard deck, especially if. if Again, we don't know what the format's going to be like. But if it's slower, in a wizard deck, I would happily jam this in. Yeah. Happily. Very cool. But otherwise, probably not. I mean, three to equip is kind of expensive. And, like, you have to think that the one damage is going to be relevant. Yeah, and this card, yeah, it's just, like, it's so bad early. And it takes up a lot of your timed and it's only player or planeswalker, so you can't, like, mess with combat. If it was creature, it'd be much better. Yeah. But... Um, yes. Next up, Voltaic Servant. Two for a 1-3 artifact creature construct at the beginning of your end step. Untap target artifact. It's a 1-3, oh. yeah. Uh, and it is a riff on Voltaic Key, which is an old artifact that uh, was not a creature and could untap artifacts. There you go. Because so, it is not a riff on Voltaic Brawler. There's no similarity. Oh, yes, no, not really a Voltaic Brawler. Um, what do you think of this? Bad. Um, uh, I don't know. You know, untapping stuff, like, okay, what can you untap that's going to be really broken? I don't know. Power Shard, and then you can make another extra colorless mana on your opponent's turn? Or I just, Yeah, I think it's just not worth it. I it's, just don't know what you can do. You're only... Uh, that's super worthwhile. I mean, I guess, like, you want to untap something that has, like, a strong effect. Like, you know, Icy Manipulator would be annoying where you get to... But, but then, like, they have an untap step. So, like, you're... 
tapping oh. something on your turn and then they untap it and you can tap something again. On their turn? Yeah, no. Uh, you get wrong. to untap mana rocks to make extra mana. You mentioned that. Yeah, but like again, untapping mana rocks you can for give mana your, on their turn is not... You can give your artifact creatures or vehicles vigilance. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think it's awful if you have a critical mass of things that are worth untapping on your end well even just if you have a critical mass of like artifact creatures um, yeah then it's okay but it's not very good like it's Clearly just a it's one not three. great if we're struggling to justify it yeah yeah um yeah if you need to fill this slot it is technically a two mana creature a two mana one three which it blocks uh-huh yep <laughs> Next is Helm of the Host. Is this a reprint? No. Oh, okay. I thought uh, it was familiar. Pretty cool card, actually. Okay. Helm of the Host, four mana, legendary artifact equipment. At the beginning of combat on your turn, creature. Whoops. <laughs> create a token that is a copy of equipped creature. Except the token isn't legendary if equipped creature is legendary. That token gains haste. Equip five? Yeah. Okay, so you copy legendary creatures. They are not legendary. And they hasty. Yeah. And they disappear. No. They don't disappear. They do not disappear. You just get a creature you every get turn. You get one every turn. Huh. Mm-hmm. The effect is impressive. The, it's This is a... And again, the thing I think they've done so well in this set... Is they've printed so many cards that make you that you have that reaction. They're like, oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Like, I wonder if I could hmm. do something broken with that. Yeah, like because there's a, they just have a lot of powerful effects. And like, yeah. Helm of the Host is really really expensive. It's, it's nine so mana, expensive. right? Um, but you do get a copy the turn you equip it. Yes, because being in combat, uh-huh. um, and if you can. Maybe you have SRAM. Or a mana and rock. you have a mana rock. You have a mox and you have a SRAM. This is two mana now. Still class five to equip though. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of... Uh, <laughs> but like the effect is really strong. And uh, you in the historic deck, you can throw this on your Joyra. And now it becomes Eidolon of Blossoms. Where uh, <laughs> you're just using it for its cast trigger. Where like every time you cast a spell, you get to draw two cards. Because you have two Joyras. And if you put this on a cost reducer like SRAM, it reduces your equipments down to zero. Uh, <laughs> or it reduces your historic spells down to zero. And then, like, you put this on uh, Joyra's Familiar uh, and, like, zero. Uh, so, like, that's cool. It's just expensive. And yeah. therefore, the, the I think cost of playing this is pr- almost prohibitively high. Yeah. Five Perhaps. minutes a lot almost definitely prohibitively high but it is an interesting idea in the um whatchamacallit commander oh no i don't care about commander Katie, i was gonna we say care about our viewers I'm our sorry, viewers yes, like commander we all care about commander especially brawl well the think about like new format also we can't not talk like for commander which is about legendary creatures like throwing this on your commander is great Oh. And they always have a lot of mana, presumably, because their games go really long. So, like, yeah. putting this on your commander, putting this on your brawler, it's it's awesome. No, and, like, you can do some really cool. cool things with this, right? Yeah. Like, you put this on brawl, 
right? Now all of your instants and sorceries are like basically free. Uh, Gross. Yeah, like obviously, like yeah. I'm thinking along this of what <laughs> effects can we have used? Also, they're like put this on Daragaz. Every turn you get a seven seven, a hasty seven seven flying trampler. That's pretty good that's too. That's pretty good, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty yeah, good. Do some cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, like the idea. If it were cheaper, I'd be like, oh, this goes again. The historic deck looks so. Every piece is so expensive, but this is such an engine in that deck, right? Like if you put it on the thing. That lets you draw a card every time you cast a historic spell. Suddenly, every time you cast one historic spell, you're drawing two cards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you copy right? Jorah. Like, I mean, it's... Oh, that's Jorah? It becomes Jura? multiple Eidolons, yeah. Okay, I did not understand what you were saying. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's risky, though, because, uh, like, as we're saying, the effect is so powerful. If you reduce this cost, I think it could be just become broken yeah. and become too good. Yeah. So, But I'm concerned that it is at the point where it is... Unplayable. Right, yeah. right. There, there's, there's maybe a sweet point where it's good but not broken. Yeah. But I and don't know. I mean, this is a super powerful. Obviously, effect. we don't know whether our wizards wanted to. Maybe they were less like this will be a fun casual card for constructed uh, for commander and for brawl, and they didn't want to push it for constructed. They didn't think it led to fun gameplay for constructed formats, and therefore they cost it higher. That um, would be my guess. I, I don't think this is probably very fun to play against. But we haven't played the format, and maybe they were like. Oh my gosh, this card is broken. We have to put it at five mana. It just barely keeps it in check. <laughs> Which is not like you're right. Which like, is it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's not very good. Um, but also in a in another dream, you could put this on some artifact creature, and then when you've made a whole bunch of copies, you play mechanized production and you what? win on the spot. Wow. Um, yeah, you play this with mechanized production, and now you get extra copies and you win faster. Boom. And you play it with uh, the Solve Replicator, so you have even more ways of copying. Yeah. Yay! And, we've, and we've done yeah, it. We've so, solved standard. Yeah, that's some deck. Mono blue. <laughs> Mono blue Replicator. Next up is Navigator's Compass. This is one mana artifact. When it enters the battlefield, you gain three life. Tap until end of turn. Target land you control becomes the basic land type of your choice, in addition to its other types. Oh, in addition. So yeah. it's a mana rock. Why couldn't it just No, make... it's not mana rock. It well, filters it's... mana, kind of. It says in addition. It doesn't To its other have... types. It becomes a basic type. So like if you have a fetch land, you can tap and make your fetch land a mountain and tap it for red. Oh, so it's not like if the land were a mountain, you could be like, it's now also a forest. Make red green. No. If, if it's also a forest, then it has both tap, add red, and tap, add green. It doesn't uh, have tap, have add red, pick. green. Yeah. So Lame. this is a, a way to get out from underneath Blood Moon, um, where you can play this and... You think people will play this in Modern? No. Oh, okay. Because I think it's, like, it's incredibly narrow. Yeah. It's, like, it answers Blood Moon. Or you could play Natural State, like, if you're in green or, like, in white, they have answers. Yeah, like, but can you cast Natural State? That's just true. You don't true. have that's green true. mana if they've just played Blood Moon. That's true. Uh, so, I mean, you can also, like... You know, if uh, just Merfolk, that your deck folds to Blood Moon. You can do that. I do that regularly. Uh, if Merfolk Spreading Seas one of your islands, you can play this and take away Island Walk from all of their... Oh, wait. It's in addition to... Never mind. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, like, it's it's neat. Um, it's And again, it's a one-mana artifact. It's cheap. I just think it's, it's nice to point out that we're getting a lot of cheap artifacts. So, like, maybe yeah. you can go off uh, and, like, you know... What was it? That... 
Aether wants Reservoir. Less. Yeah, Aether wants Reservoir, right? Where, like, you just play cheap artifacts no matter what they are. Like, you play the yeah. zero mana equipment even though you didn't run creatures. And, and we like, have some things that are making artifacts and equipment or, uh, cheaper, so... Sure. And we still have Improvise is still in the format. Yep. Um, so, worth noting because it's a one-man artifact that gains you three life. Uh, in standard, the tap ability seems irrelevant. And in totally. modern, the card is just too weak. Like, and if limited. it drew you a card when it came in, maybe, but... Yeah, three manas. I mean, three life is not significant. Yeah. Uh, love it in uh, limited if you are trying to be greedy with mana and not in green. Because green presumably always has better fixing. Yeah. But I would really desperately want the mana in it before I play this. Because this is, like, it's not ramp, it's no. not card advantage, you're paying one to gain three, and yeah. then have, like, reasonable mana. Uh, and, like, I don't think that's worth a card. Um, so I'd be super reluctant to play this. I would need some, like, my bombs that I'm splashing for in my other colors would have to be so powerful that I'm willing to go down a card and, like, sacrifice a card for, for, for them. They have mm. to make it up. I think. Okay. Next, we have Sparring Construct. This is one mana for a 1-1 one, one artifact creature construct. When Sparring Construct dies, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. Okay. It's pretty cool. It basically, yeah, it's, it's neat. It's like, it's it a 1-1 one, one counter that can attack and block. <laughs> and when it dies, you put it on something. Yeah. And uh, technically, it triggers historic. And yeah. also, technically, it's a one mana artifact if you're in the market for that. Yeah, I like it. If it's a if you're in a really aggressive deck and you like you want one and two mana and three mana spells, like you get to attack and deal like one or two damage, and then make one of your other guys bigger. Yeah. So I, I'm a fan. I think it's like super niche and like won't see a ton of play. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's like it's a reasonable card. Uh, we saw like what was that? Wasn't there something in a recent set? See, I don't play Limited enough to remember the <laughs> names. There was a recent thing that, like, the two-mana card that came in with, like, two plus one plus one counters, and during your upkeep, you can move the counters around. The Lynx? The Green Cat? Maybe that was a Master Form? I don't remember. I don't know. But uh, this, like, it, if, if, if things come down to power in, like, combat a lot, like, you could play this in a non- you know, a non-aggro deck if you want the counter. Like, maybe... It's just, like, it's tough because it's such a low payoff. Like, a 1-mana one 1-1 one one is so disappointing yeah. um, that you Like, it's very really cheap, but it's also pretty... Bad. Yeah. Not very impactful. How How is the uh, improvised deck nowadays? What What are they looking for to be good? Oh, that's rough. I, I, I don't play it. I've played against it. Um, I think the improvised deck, in my mind, is missing good artifacts oh, uh like they play... so not bad cheap artifacts but like yeah. actually good artifacts yeah artifacts that like do stuff when mm. they come in and are not just like prophetic prism draw a card like the, right. the grixis improvised deck just doesn't have enough payoffs herald of anguish is an obscenely powerful magic card especially when it comes down on turn three or four so uh, but when that's all you're really drawing to and like metallic rebuke is a good counter spell but like it's just there's so much air in the deck to mm. me that it feels uh underwhelming um so I, I think it's looking for more power more payoffs so not a one mana one one not a one mana one one 
Okay. No. Just checking. No. You know, if you sack Something this like, to the Herald, you, you can know put what'd be a great plus one is like Arcbound Ravager. Wow. Because then you play it early and you can improvise. <laughs> That's excessive. Hey, you play it early and you improvise with it, and then in the late game you sack your whole board of like useless artifacts and you make a giant dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's yeah. excessive. I don't know. I I think that would, I that would be interesting. I don't want to play against that in standard. Ravager? Ooh. Ooh, what a card. Ravager Affinity. Those were the days. Not no, that I played back then. Cookie, <laughs> uh, okay, you have to take this one. Because yeah, next up is a card with an owl on it. It also has a name, but most importantly, the artwork <laughs> is a mechanical owl. Do you like owls, Katie? It's I do, and this oh. owl is like really cute. It is. It's a um, robot owl. It's a robot owl. It kind of <laughs> looks like it's wearing really bedazzled goggles. <laughs> so just keep that in mind if you have this card. Um, you know, be familiar with the art. Of course. So this is Joyra's Familiar. Four mana, two, two, artifact creature, bird. Surprise. Mm. Um, has flying. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Historic spells you cast cost one less to cast. Huzzah! It only costs four <sighs> mana know. to reduce this is, the cost. This is the one that hurts me the most. Because Why is it four mana? If this was two mana, like, you have a deck. Oh, yeah. If it's four mana... Yeah, don't. It's like, okay. Now we need to work really, really hard <laughs> if we want to try to make this deck work. And, like, realistically, the best we're doing is playing it on turn three... And is that fast enough? No. Um, so, I... No. That's that's the question. That's bad. No, we could use in standard, we could use uh, Lotus Petal. It's the zero mana artifact, tap sack, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Hmm. Or like a Simeon Spirit Guide. You're just like, <laughs> just get a free mana so you can ramp out the familiar, and then the next turn you get to double spell if it sticks. Uh, no. Um, but yeah, it's it's... It's just hard to seeing all of these pieces to this deck that I really, really want to play. Yeah. They're all there. They're all just costed. Four mana. Uh, They're all at four mana. Yeah. They really or like five. that four mana slot. They do. And yeah. they have the down... Like, I don't want to Blossoms. When it came in, you guys draw a card. Joyra yeah. comes in, and then you have to do something and to draw a card. Like, <sighs> yeah, so yeah. frustrating. There, so there. frustrating. There, there. This is not the um, replacement that you wanted. Not quite. Not quite. But, you know, maybe it'll... Maybe we'll figure something out. Mm. Or maybe I'll just keep playing the Scarab God. Yes. <laughs> More likely. Next up, we have Damping Sphere, which is two mana artifact. Uh, this one's gotten a lot of hype. If a land is tapped for two or more mana, it produces colorless instead of any other type and amount. Also, each each spell a player casts costs one more to cast for each other spell that player has cast this turn. Goodbye, Storm. Uh, I mean... Well... Not goodbye, but this is a an effective hate card for Storm and for Tron. Um, Tron, if a land is tapped, it produces for two or more mana. It produces so the Tron when you assemble Tron, they all just make one mana. A single colorless mana. Yeah, each. Dang. Eldrazi Temple makes a single. I mean, you're not going to bring this in against Eldrazi because like it's too weak. Yeah. But uh, so the the things that I like. All right, yeah, the card the card is good against Tron, and it's good against Storm. Um, it doesn't. It's by no means game over for either of like Stony yeah. Silence is still better against Tron. Prob- well, probably, 
Maybe, maybe not. It's close. But, like, they both those decks run sideboard cards to hate out the sideboard hate. Like, Storm runs Echoing Truth. Tron usually runs Natural State. Like, they know you're bringing in hate against them, and they are prepared to blow it up. What you need to do that in general and modern is, like, you bring in these sideboard cards that are cheap to slow down your opponent so that then you can pressure them while they are incapacitated looking for their answer um, and hopefully kill them before they can answer this and set up their actual game plan. Um... I do like it, though, not just against those two decks. I think that, like, this is reasonable against Hollow One, because it means that uh, they... Sorry? Okay, explain. Against Hollow One, they cannot cast a discard spell, like Faithless Looting or Goblin Lore, and then cast Hollow One for free. Maybe, Maybe it's too weak, and maybe, like... You know, I mean, this is the problem with Hollow One, right? Like, it's so hard to attack. Like, oh, sure, you shut off their Hollow Ones. Cool, they'll just hit you with Blood Gasts and Phoenixes and, like, Gurmag Angler. So, who cares? But, generally, like, I think being able to uh, slow that deck down a little bit is is handy. Um, And, like, other decks that would, if Infect came back, I would be interested in bringing this in against Infect. Because it means that they attack with their Dork. And then they want to pump it a couple times or pump it with mutagenic growth for free. Sorry, you have to start paying mana. And, like, they're super constrained on mana. A lot of these decks that want to go off, they don't have a lot of mana on board. So, like, this is good hate against Infect, Hollow One, uh, Storm. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, yeah, well, Tron because of the, the land bit. Uh, what other decks rely on casting many spells in a turn? Is there a Nykthos deck in Modern? There's a Devotion deck, but like, it's, yeah, like, that runs Nykthos, but it's it's very tier 7. Aw. Like, it's a low tier. It doesn't see a ton of play. Um, yeah, I don't know. But any any deck that, like, think outside of the box in on this one, any deck that's trying to, like, be cheap of- and aggressive, like, it's kind of like a chalice, where, like, it, it really hates out decks that are trying to do cheap things very quickly. Um... I like it. I like it. I'm excited to play a play a couple in sideboard. Probably uh, it depends a little bit on the metagame. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Chalice is still better against things like Affinity because you can't play this on turn zero against Affinity. Because um, if you could, oh, I great. see this being helpful against Affinity. That's cool. Well, it's not. It's only if you can play it on your on first turn, turn. Yeah. Which you probably on the play, can't. Which you can't. All right, so cool. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Next, we have Urza's Tome. Uh, this is two mana artifact. Three tap, draw a card, then discard a card unless you exile a historic card from your graveyard. Okay. So it is. I don't think you would pay two mana and then three mana to loot. Which means that you're playing this in a deck that has a lot of historic cards in it. So that you get the just three mana draw card. And that's like a cool ability to have. Um, but It's a little bit worse than having a pile of clues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. If you're in this hypothetical historic deck and you you know you have to generate a lot of mana, it's a reasonable way to maybe draw cards. But, like, you're going to run out eventually of historic cards to exile. Well, you might as well play this because you're not doing anything till turn four. (laughs) (laughs) 
Very funny. Very funny. Uh, next is Howling Gollum. This is three Howl- mana for a 2-3. Uh, whenever Howling Goblin, uh, sorry, Gollum, attacks or blocks, each player draws a card. So the inspiration for this is Howling Mine. All right, three mana, beginning of upkeep, draw a card. So I, this doesn't seem like a card that you want to play. Both players draw a card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, three mana, two, three, bad rate. And yep. the effect's like, is, I don't know. Is symmetric. If you think your cards are better than your opponent's, sure. Draw. Draw to your heart's content. Yeah. But also, it's a 2-3, so it's not going to live beyond, like, one attack. Yeah. Um, or block. Or or block. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, cool. next card. <laughs> Guardians of Koilos. I do, I enjoy the throwbacks. Like, I, Howling Mind is a pretty iconic card, and having a creature that is, like, a Howling Mind kind of is, is neat. It's yeah. like a Howling... The, the mind went for a walk. Yeah, the mind became a golem, gruesome legs, and yeah. then it went for a walk. Yeah. Um, so next we have Guardians of Koilos. This is five mana, four, four, artifact creature construct. When Guardians of Koilos enters the battlefield, you may return another target historic permanent you control to its owner's hand. It doesn't have flash, uh, which means you're looking to re-get ETBs or cast triggers. Um, and maybe I'm mistaken. I, most of the legends I've seen don't have great ETBs. They have static abilities. Yeah. I'd have to look Off again. Off the top of my head. Um, I mean, on the plus side, it's a 5-mana 4-4 four four that any deck can play in limited. Yep. So uh, a reasonable rate, and it's not a requirement that you return another historic permanent. So um, you don't have to. And you could return a historic permanent that has been tapped forever by some... Tappy, yeah, the pacifism effect. Yep. If we yep, have yep. one of those, uh, we do have some like, what is it like? A, there's a turn to a zero four and lose all abilities in blue. Yeah, sure. So whatever. you know, get rid of that. Yeah, eh. it's neat. It's neat. I, I like. I think it's a completely reasonable card. Unlimited. Yep. Unlimited only. And uh, that brings us to the end. Of our artifacts and Carl's cards. Because we reviewed Karn another day, uh, I believe. Yeah. So Karn is great, as we said. It's a great draw engine. It's colorless. I'm a big fan. Big fan of big fan of the the iron golem here. So cool. You know, Karn could go in the historic deck. Oh he yeah. would fit I think he it's would fit the of... mold, also costing four mana. It's so painful. <laughs> That deck, if you so lay it out, beautiful. it's gonna be like okay, it's so like Gilded Lotus at five, maybe drops. Mox at zero, and then it's just a pile of four drops and like a couple. I'm gonna have drops. to go through and look for like good. No, it's not. It's it can't. I just I, I can't see it. There's too many four drops. All the good pieces are four drops. You can't build an engine deck constructed of four drops at that point. Well, the constellation. The only non-engine piece that was not a four or a five was the cost reducer. Yeah, but all the other pieces, like, like, we you have know, SRAM. Like... We have SRAM. SRAM reduces the cost of, um, you know, like things. almost nothing that you would run in the deck. I mean, there's always a chance. Like, the set's not done yet. There's always a chance we get a cost reducer for historic cards or for legends uh, in a color. 
um, because the, we're getting the colorless, the artifact, Joy is familiar, which reduces it, but it's colorless, so it goes in color, and maybe we get a cheap one. We get a two-mana one, and, like... You're just hoping. I am. I would love if we got a two-mana one. Oh, that's what we need. Yeah, so that's about it for today. Uh, any any closing thoughts? Uh, I think tomorrow we're going to... Yeah, any, I ask a question, and then just immediately keep talking. That's, that's great. Any closing thoughts, Katie? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow we'll talk uh, a little bit about uh, some of the lands that have been spoiled. They make mana. They... Believe it or not, they do. Spoiler They didn't alert. always. Lands didn't always make mana. They uh, didn't? They didn't always have to make mana. Yeah. They used to just have, like, static effects or activated abilities that you could use. That's called an enchantment. No, they were lands. Tabernacle was a, over $1,000 and what? just has creatures have uh, upkeep cost of one. What? <laughs> yep. No mana, though. No mana making. But then Wizards decided that, you know, that it's a little confusing. <laughs> and maybe we should have our lands make mana. Uh, so. Wizards. You know, Wizards continues to make mistakes, but they have made many, many improvements. And they do they do a, a lot of things good. Yes. They do yes. things good. They, they do. Some things good. Some things. Uh, so tomorrow we'll go over some uh, additional legends in monocolor that have been spoiled. And we'll start delving into the non-legendary, uh, non-mythic-rare like cards. Things that you'll see more often in Limited. Precisely. But Precisely. perhaps in Standard. Like, maybe there's a card of the caliber of Thraven Inspector that's oh, also dang. at like the rarity of Thraven Inspector. Oh, that would be so exciting to run into. Thraven Inspector was dope. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks again to Flipside Gaming. You can find at flipsidegaming.com and New England Comics. You can find online at Facebook at NEC Coolidge. I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.